Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. I'll be joined shortly by my co-host, Paul Herman, for episode 80 of our show. It was going to be our Deadpool 2 spoiler review. More on that in a second. But with the news breaking yesterday about Jake Gyllenhaal being in talks to play Mysterio in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel and Michael Keaton coming back to reprise his role as Vulture in that sequel, we thought that news was big enough to really get into it and talk about it right away. So that's what we're going to be doing on this show. And then I have a few more programming notes for you before we get started. But before I even get to that, I have someone to thank. Thank you so much to Brandon Rolls. Brandon is our latest supporter over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And as one of our patrons, Brandon will have access to exclusive content that is not available anywhere else. So we have the free show that's on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else, but we also do additional content that's exclusive to the Patreon, like Patreon credit scenes, where we take, uh, we do, we have an additional conversation on the back of whatever episode that we recorded. Now, this was a bonus episode that we put together pretty quickly last night, so I wasn't able to have Paul with me for that one, but I did go ahead and answer some questions that listeners have with, uh, with respect to Mysterio and this news and some other Marvel topics. And then I also do a longer weekly Q&A podcast every single week where I take listener questions as it relates to the MCU or sometimes anything else. So all that's available over on the Patreon. The Patreon credit scenes are just a dollar a month, and then the weekly Q&A shows are available for just $3 a month, and then we have other exclusive content at other tiers depending on what you want to choose. And the other cool thing about the Patreon is that once you sign up, you get an exclusive RSS link that you can use to subscribe to all of the content in one place through your podcatcher. So, for example, Apple Podcasts, you put in the RSS feed, and you get everything. You get the main show that everyone's getting, plus you get all of your your exclusive content through the Patreon. It's all in one place. You don't have to go to the main podcast feed and then try to hunt down the Patreon stuff elsewhere. It can all be in one place for you, so it's super simple and convenient. And again, all of that, you can find all of that information and more over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. Now, as far as the programming notes that I mentioned, so we do have our Deadpool 2 spoiler review. It's already been recorded, so we just wanted to, we were pushing that back a little bit just because we wanted to be able to handle this breaking news kind of this breaking news stuff first and give that a little bit of the priority. Uh, so the Deadpool 2 spoiler review will be up later this week. And part of the reason we're also doing multiple shows this week is we're gonna be it just because of schedules and everything, it'll be a little bit. Uh, we're not going to record again until maybe until the end of next week, uh, just because of some stuff coming up with the Memorial Day holiday and, and all of that, unless some big breaking news story comes in that, that has us doing an emergency show. Uh, but also, we do plan on that next episode when we record it. The next one you will hear that will be released is going to be the Deadpool 2 spoiler review, but then the episode after that. So there'll be a little bit of a gap between the Deadpool 2 show and this next one. And again, unless something else breaks and takes the the spot of it, right now we're planning on making that episode uh, a lot about the Eternals. So we're going to be talking about some of the Jack Kirby stuff. We're going to be talking about some of the Neil Gaiman stuff. And so for those of you who have uh, Marvel Unlimited, which we encourage, we're not sponsored by Marvel, so it's not like we're getting any money from it, but Paul and I are both big uh 
we are big promoters of Marvel Unlimited because we have it and we love it and we have access to so much. It gives us you access to thousands of comics. And so those issues, I think a lot of a good chunk of that Jack Kirby run, maybe the whole thing is on Marvel Unlimited. The Neil Gaiman stuff is on Marvel Unlimited. So if you have access to it or you just want to look up those graphic novels or any, any collected trades that might be available that you buy on Amazon or somewhere else, uh, you can check those things out. And maybe if you want to, if you're interested in kind of following along with what we'll be discussing, then you may want to read those in advance. If not, we're still going to be breaking it down and doing kind of a 101 for people who aren't as familiar with the Eternals now that we know that there's a really good chance of that being one of Marvel's upcoming projects in the foreseeable future because they've hired writers to go ahead and pen the script. So we will be talking about that. It may not end up being our very next episode, but it will certainly be in the near future on this podcast. So hopefully you have a chance to study up for that show because we're definitely going to be uh, studying up for it as well. So we are prepared for you uh, so we can also do uh, the reading that maybe you don't get a chance to do. Anyway, uh, also make sure you keep up with us every day at marvelstudiosnews.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. So that's all the updates I have for you. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. Oh, Paul, it's another Monday in which we are talking about brand new <laughs> Spider-Man movie news. Because I, I think yeah. it was a Monday when the, I want to say it was a Monday when the Spider-Man, like the Sony Marvel Studios deal broke. Was it? You're right. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. I remember I remember walking in the rain, running back. <laughs> that celebrate good times. Come on. You know, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. That was good. That was yeah. good. Mondays have been very good to Spider-Man. So. <laughs> No matter which ironic because it's Monday and it's Spider-Man. So it's a Parker. It's the it's like, you know, yeah, the anti Parker luck, if you will. <laughs> it's amazing. No pun intended. Yo! Uh, oh, 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 that was that was sensational. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the great news that you've all no doubt heard by now is that Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks. Although a lot of people are talking about it like it's a done deal. But Jake Gyllenhaal in talks to play. Mysterio in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, plus the reported return of Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes slash the Vulture. So big Spider-Man Homecoming sequel news today. Hopefully all of this sticks and turns out to be correct and we don't get any like bad news updates of like talks falling through, but let's just assume everything stays as it is now. We'll talk about Keaton in a bit, Paul. Let's first talk mm. about Mysterio coming into the Spider-Man franchise and, and of course with Jake Gyllenhaal playing him. I can't imagine how excited you are because like I was so excited when this news popped up. It was one of those things where I was I had woken up and I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter as I normally do and then all of the Same. sudden I saw Jake Gyllenhaal and talks to Mysterio and I'm like, what? And wide awake. <laughs> No coffee needed this morning. I was like, this yes. is amazing. So yeah. really quickly, typed as fast as I could, put the article out there because I think I've said it on this show and I know I've said it on like Superhero News and other places. I've had two villains that I've wanted to be part of the Spider-Man franchise, especially in this MCU era. One was Kraven. The other was Mysterio. Uh, like, hopefully we'll get Kraven somewhere down the line. But just this news that we're getting Mysterio. I'll get to the Jake Gyllenhaal part later, but just the news that mm. Mysterio... That old fishbowl is in <laughs> the MCU or going to be in the MCU. Because that's the thing. 
even if Jake Gyllenhaal falls out, we're still getting Mysterio, and that's kick that, yep. that's kick ass news to me. Yeah, the Mysterio news was a little surprising, and I I have a I have an affinity for the character. He's not like my favorite Spider Man character. He's obviously one of the most striking characters of the of the villain uh, roles, if you will. Uh, but I Mysterio has always been one of those villains that I just I, I love, but he's he's always a little perplexing and. It sucks because I my favorite my favorite Mysterio story I can't even talk about because it's a huge spoiler and I'm not even going to talk about it. If you want to read a great Mysterio story, just do a little bit of digging and just be careful. But um, anyway, it's not even associated with Spider Man. I'll just say I'll just leave it at that. My favorite Mysterio story is isn't even involved Spider Man per se. But uh, but no, the Sp- the Mysterio character has always been just kind of an interesting uh, character because. He's in when I was reading the comic books, he kind of he wasn't like a you know, he's kind of one of those villains that showed up once a year. Um, when I was reading comic books, I saw him in the re- the Return to the Sinister Six by Eric Larson, and David Michelinie. Um, you know, he had a, a you know, s- small role in that. He returned um, into uh, Eric Larson's uh, adjectiveless Spider Man series with, with the Revenge of the Sinister Six. Um, and then he re- showed up again later on when I was reading comics with uh, a web of Spider-Man. I want to say it was a special hologram cover, mm. and uh, I forgot. I want to say it's issue like seventy-five. Yeah, seventy-five. I'm gonna go with that. So, um, yeah, I just the vi- he's a great visual-looking character, and I've always loved the weirdness of him. His power levels always never. He just never always – that's the one thing about him is that he just never seemed like a threat to Spider-Man. I love the character, but I always see, it always seemed like he was just wasn't quite the um, – you know, this, up to Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man was just easy to feed him, you know, and that's always the impression that I got. Um, but he, he was not – but again, he, Mysterio is not one of those villains that he was just in like on a regular basis, like constantly fighting, like a Hobgoblin or a you know, Dr. Octopus or Electro. I felt that Mysterio was kind of a little more sporadic than the rest of them. So that being said, uh, I'm really excited because I think there's lots of interesting things you could do with this character with his power level. Um, do you want to, well, yeah, before we get in, I got to tell my Mysterio intro. Story. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so we sorry. Into it, we're going to go yeah. road to infinity war style on this. Ooh, so, I like, like it. <laughs> my fir- the first time I remember seeing Mysterio wasn't a comic book. It was on an episode of, Sp- of Spider-Man and, and his amazing friends entitled Spidey goes Hollywood. Wait, he's in that? Yes, he is. No there, way. And the reason I got into it is because, as you all know, or many of you would know from listening to this show in previous episodes, I was a huge Hulk fan. So, mm-hmm. like, I was tracking down as many, like, early 80s animation Hulk appearances as I could. And so there was an episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends that the Hulk was in, and it was a Mysterio episode because it was a thing where, uh, some like, Spider-Man was going to be... Uh, you know, they're like Mysterio had like worked something to like con Spider-Man into starring in a movie. I think he like used the director or something. And then like Mysterio had also like made his own like robot Hulk or something like that. But Bruce Banner also happened to be there just cause that's how coincidences work in Marvel cartoons. And then like, of course Hulk actually they're like the real Hulk actually shows up. But then, you know, so I mainly watched the show cause I, I mean, I already love Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And then the, the whole thing was like, this episode has a Hulk appearance. This is great. 
and then I saw Mysterio and I just loved the design and I was just like this this villain is amazing and so at that point from that point on it's not like I mean I was I mean I was probably four or five so it's not like I even knew to go hunt down a bunch of comic books with him but then so I just always had my eye out for him if I was going to pick up a Spidey book or in future Spider-Man animation and stuff like that like I just always loved that character and I loved the idea of him being tied to movies and being this special effects wizard and using these things to kind of deceive Spider-Man. So I, that was my first, uh, that was my first interest or whatever in uh, Mysterio was that episode. But I remember it so vividly because I just, I mean, I know what my motivation was for initially watching it. But then when I saw this guy, I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm like, I know they've done different designs, uh, you know, that they could go with. And I, I have my doubts that they'll use the fishbowl, but damn it, I kind of want the fishbowl <laughs> in mm-hmm. the Mysterio design uh, mm-hmm. in the MCU. And I know, like, Feige is usually a pretty big nerd for aesthetics and stuff like that, so I'm really curious to see uh, what they're going to do with Mysterio's costume. Because I know they they tweaked the Vulture a lot, and that Whoa. worked. So 100% now, worked. But I don't think Mysterio needs as much tweaking. Like... Mm. Maybe get rid of like the green spandex, okay. And you know, the, I don't need the purple cape, but you know, mm. I still really kind of want the fishbowl design. And I know there's different stuff, but like, man, that design just always uh, it, it just always stood out to me, and I loved it. So uh, maybe I'm hoping for too much there, but uh, I don't know. Well, I'm kind of leaning so this- that direction. So, the, by the way, why can't we get the Amazing Spider Friends or, or Spider Man is Amazing Amazing Spider Friends, Spider Man and his Spider Man and his Amazing Friends? Uh, on Blu-ray or something, because I, I I was on Netflix and I was watching them, and they disappeared, and I got really sad. I want those old Spider-Man cartoons so bad. I think they're on iTunes still. But Are they on iTunes? I okay. Think so. Yeah, I, I one day I like to watch them all because they're they're. I've always I always tried to watch them when I was a kid, and I could never find them. It's always sad about it. But uh, but yeah, as far as like is Mysterio's Mysterio's look, um, I think what's interesting about the character is that. There is a couple different designs, and you and I for people who were noticing earlier, I had posted a design from Sensational Spider-Man issue zero, um, and that was the first new appearance of Mysterio. That's the only one that I know that doesn't involve a fishbowl on his head. I could be wrong. Maybe there's a um, an ultimate version, which I could normally the ultimate versions I'm very eh about. That's not really my Spider-Man besides Miles Morales, um, but. But anyway, so with the, if you look in the Twitter design, that's kind of where I think they'll probably go with it. Is in the Twitter design, the Twitter design that I or the Twitter design that is the the, the panel, the picture I took from that comic book is him in this kind of really cool kind of dark black and green uh, outfit, has a cape, but he's got like a a big cloud over his head. Um, around his head instead of having the fishbowl. And that's where I think they, they'll probably go with it. I could be wrong. And I'm with you too, Sean, is that Kevin Feige loves aesthetics and he loves to keep the looks of what makes these characters tick. And I think that's a, such a huge um, thing going for you in that in your favor because Kevin Feige doesn't – he knows what makes these characters work. And and the, the, obviously the, the ridiculous costumes are – are what drives it. Otherwise, it's not really a superhero comic or a superhero story, right? You need the costumes. What I think, and I don't know if we can get a little speculation here. Of course we can. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Gotta, gotta check with the boss. <laughs> Sean's the boss. I gotta check with him first. So, uh, but anyway, what I'm thinking is that I think the only way 
your fishbowl is on there, which I'm I'm pro fishbowl. I want to be very very clear. I'm pro fishbowl. Hashtag pro fishbowl. Well, let's get that trended. <laughs> so what what I'm thinking is, you know, he and again, one of my main complaints is I was telling my buddy Dave today. You know, he was like, "That's pretty cool." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," but here's the problem: his power level, he's not super strong. Mysterio is just you know uses special effects to trade you know to trick people and rob banks he's not exactly a super you know physical threat to spider-man what they could do is with the fishbowl have it be part of a suit and have him you know be super strong like an iron man suit if you will maybe the tinkerer is involved Mm. perhaps and maybe he makes him a suit that makes him super strong because one of the things about the vulture the vulture has like a little super strength in the com it's it's hard to explain but he does have some weird like jetpack thing that gives him i don't know some super strength but like either way like still not a match for spider-man and in the movie he doesn't have it either but it works out because his wings are so powerful and he uses them so well that it worked out it didn't the power they were equally uh, evenly matched at that point i think that you know, if the fishbowl's on there, which I, I think is still, I, I'm 50-50 on it. Fishbowl's on there. He, he gets a suit that helps him create images that trick people, or maybe as a gas, like a scarecrow, if you will. He uses that and he uses his super strength to get through things, and that's the way him and Spider-Man are going to fight. And because otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. And also keeps in t- it keeps him tied to the Tinkerer, who I think obviously is him and with everything that's going on. And I, I will give my friend Lily, she kind of put the bug in my ear about this, about the sinister six. And I was like, Hmm. And I think, I think this is where it's at. And we'll talk more about it. I, I did a big, a Twitter. Uh, I was just tweeting like crazy. and I wasn't thinking straight, but basically here's what they've got so far. If we count Mysterio um, as, as you know, this is 100% legit. So we've got um, shocker, Okay, mm-hmm. a shocker will be there, and they're not going to use Electro because he's played out at this point and he's tarnished. So you know, I don't think we're going to see Electro for another ten years, which is fine. Um, and then you have Scorpion. Okay, yep. so now, and I predict this will be a combination of the Ultimates version, which is this gangster, like vile guy who uses like a, a sp- like a, like a mace with a spike at the end of it. As you know, that's him. Like that's what he used. That's what, that's what the Scorpion was in the Ultimates. They'll use a combination of that and the Mac Gargan, uh, green suited killer, again made by the Tinkerer, I believe. Um, so there's two villains by the Tinkerer that are that's involved. You have the Vulture, okay? Mm-hmm. So he's Tinker led. That's three. And if you use Mysterio as part of the Tinker, if that really is true, that's four. You need two more at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I personally think Doc Ock will be involved in somewhere i think he's going to be in the background somewhere so that's my predictions i'll get into the sinister stuff the sinister six stuff later when we think about when we talk about keaton um i because i i I also had the same thought of like oh man like wait a minute we're adding up very quickly here and yes um, we are so we'll get into that in a second but just to wrap up a little bit on mysterio first just as a character and then we'll get into the jake gyllenhaal part of it but yeah mysterio the problem with the fishbowl design, and I'll I'll admit this as somebody who loves it, is that when you're trying to put an actor in it, in the comic books, you don't see the head inside the fishbowl. So, like, just this fishbowl head with, like, no face talk, like, why would you hire Jake Gyllenhaal to do that? You could hire mm. a voice actor to do that. So, Jake Gyllenhaal would presumably need to 
perform, and I think it would probably not come across as well. Now, I still hope that, like, and this is where I feel like there's a compromise. Maybe there's just a scene where he's got the fishbowl on, you know, or it looks mm-hmm. like there's a fishbowl because of some effect that he's doing. I'll take that as a compromise because I think that the version that you tweeted out, that has, more, you can actually see more facial features in that. And so that's where I think, like, the whole idea of just his head being surrounded by, like, gas and things like that so you can still make out a face that seems like something that would be more likely at this point. I'm not really worried about the power level of Mysterio and whether or not he's a good physical match for Spider-Man because his whole thing is about deception. So he could have other special effects things that he uses to help, uh, to help give him an edge in a fight with Spider-Man. So I'm okay with that. And plus I know in Variety's report, they talked about, and we've been hearing about this for a while, that there's still another prominent new female role in this. And a lot of people are wondering, mm. is this Spider-Woman or is it going to be Black Cat? Who, in, which, by the way, Black Cat could be a member of the, of the MCU Sinister Six if she ends up being part of this. Because we we talked about this before, how like Silver and Black like has kind of mysteriously hit the skids <laughs> like you know like had the brakes pumped on it and maybe that's because they ultimately decided hey we want black cat in the mcu and then sony went along with it i don't know we'll i'm sure we'll find out more about that uh once that casting is announced apparently they haven't found any they haven't found the person yet but of course they still have uh they still got almost two whole months until they start shooting because they're not uh shooting until like the middle of july so uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm excited about Mysterio. And then now, as far as, as delighted as I was to see the Mysterio news, I almost didn't care about Jake Gyllenhaal. But then I was like, damn, they're going to get Jake Gyllenhaal to play Mysterio? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. because Especially if you follow along with like DC news and stuff like that, which I'm sure many of you do. And, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal's been rumored to be pretty much the top choice to replace Ben Affleck as Batman if that becomes necessary. And many people think that is going to become necessary for uh, for Matt Reeves. And so uh, I just wasn't really considering Jake Gyllenhaal for anything but that possibility. Uh, and even outside of that, I was like, I don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal is ever going to do a superhero movie. I mean, there was a time where he was almost going to when Tobey Maguire hurt his mm-hmm. back and they thought he wasn't going to do Spider-Man 2. Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be the guy who was going to step in, and then ultimately Toby was okay and and made the movie, and then that was kind of it for Jake Gyllenhaal, except for like you know he chose poorly with Prince of Persia and everything else, but like Ooh. for the past several years, like that hasn't really been you know blockbuster franchise type stuff hasn't really been in Jake Gyllenhaal's wheelhouse, and so the only reason I I bought into the Batman rumor stuff is. You know, you live in L.A., and that's pretty much all anybody's been talking. Well, not the only thing they've been talking about, but pretty much Jake Gyllenhaal has been the name consistently brought up when people think about who's going to replace Ben Affleck as Batman. And I always consider with Batman, there's like the exception to the rule. You know, like if, if people who don't want to play in comic book movies still, a lot of times there are people who you don't associate with comic book movies still show up for the Batman franchise. But frankly, the MCU is that now. Like, a lot of people that you wouldn't associate with comic book movies are joining the MCU. You know, I mean, we've talked about this several times now. It's this recurring theme. 
Robert Redford, Michael Douglas, uh, you know, like, and even people who were part of the comic book movie genre years and years ago coming back, like Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer. So at this point, I'm not going to be surprised anymore when I hear names connected to the MCU. But it was just interesting to see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and of course, in case you're a DC fan screaming, I know that if he plays Mysterio this month or this summer, he could still turn around and play Batman next year. But I kind of feel like, and maybe I'm wrong with this assumption, that Jake Gyllenhaal is like a it's one or the other kind of thing. And he's chosen to do this one. And I don't even know if he ever really had the he ever really had an offer to play Batman. But uh, it's I mean, obviously he's attracted to this property in the MCU. And if they are going a Sinister Six direction, then he is probably signing up for more than one film. And this is a longer term commitment, at least a two film commitment, because you would imagine continuing to build up the Sinister Six in this movie, and then it's Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six in the third movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, that this is their building, which is the way you want to do it almost from the get-go. And the way they're doing it, that again, we're, I'm assuming it's through the Tinkerer and maybe the Vulture. I know you had some, and I think I may, maybe I might know where you're going with the Vulture on this one, but as far as Jake Gyllenhaal goes, um, yeah, he's definitely made his choice. I mean, let's be real too. I mean, let's see, uh, not saying this is the same at all, but Ryan Reynolds was, you know, Green Lantern and Deadpool. I know they're two very different things and situations, but at the same time, who knows? Maybe he does Mysterio for a little bit and then he, and maybe they'll, they'll cast him as Batman. I don't know. I mean, the one thing I will say is that, you know, the way how successful, how successful they've all been, maybe they'll be less afraid about you know, crossing over a little bit more. Who knows? Maybe there's a clause in his contract. I don't know. But as far as Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor, um, I've been a fan of Jake's for a long time. I don't watch all his movies, but I've seen a number of them. And I love Donnie Darko. That's the first movie I really fell in love with him in where I just was like, wow, this guy can act. And it was me, uh, my buddy Dave, huge Donnie Darko fans. He's, he's the one that got me into the movie. Um, I was all we were always rooting for Jake to get like, you know, just become a megastar mm-hmm. because he's got the talent. There's no doubt. Like I've seen him in so much stuff and I love him in so many different things. He he can he can bring the passion, he can bring all that stuff, you know? And one of the things um that I and I've always liked the guy, but you can't you kind of fell off the face of the earth for me for a little bit. For me, not in real life, but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um uh that time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I heard Source Duncan Code. Act- yeah, yes. Duncan Jones. Source Code was great. good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it, it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do- make- picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles, but he was picking movies that he wanted to do, but he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw nightcrawler and nightcrawler is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best just for me. I love superhero movies and it's all I watch in star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in oh, like 10 years. It is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, and it's not just him, obviously, but he is the main. It's it's him. Like he to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah. It and is. and so and he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character. Yeah. 
is a bad guy. So he's an awful person. And so he just, he's incredible. And it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is, he is an, he's one of the best actors working today, bar none, bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC is trying to get this guy to play Batman because there's no, there's no, he, to me, it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batmans or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great because he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the, the pressure and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what? I'll have a blast doing the MCU. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main you're not the person everyone's going to blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now. And also, uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because. Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at at this point the MCU if you want to go in if you want to show up in a con- life but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um uh that time movie uh with uh the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I heard Source Duncan Code. Act- yeah, yes. Duncan Jones. Source Code was great. good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it, it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do, make, picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles. But he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best just for me. I love superhero movies and it's all I watch in star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in like 10 years is so good. Mm -hmm. So good. I mean, and it's not just him obviously, but he is the main it's, it's him. Like he, to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah. And, and so, and he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character yeah. as a bad guy. So he's an awful person. And so he just he's incredible. And it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is he is an he's one of the best actors working today, bar none. Bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC's trying to get this guy to play Batman because there's no there's no he to me it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman 
effortlessly, you know, or uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batman's or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great because he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the, the pressure and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what? I'll have a blast doing the MCU. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main you're not the person everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now. And also, uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because. Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So, that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at, at this point, the MCU, if you want to go in, if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in, and you actually looking good in it, you would go to the MCU. Like that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem. Well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem, and now there isn't one at all. And so I think if you obviously that's attractive to Jake Gyllenhaal, and of course I like you. I mean I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is a phenomenal actor. And no, he was robbed. He was not not even nominated for an Oscar for Nightcrawler, which is wow. ridiculous. That's his, ridiculous. Yeah, his only Oscar nomination is uh, he was nominated for supporting actor for Brokeback Mountain. So he hasn't been nominated for an Oscar in a while. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely deserved it for Nightcrawler. But there's other stuff he's done. Source Code was great. He was fantastic in End of Watch and Prisoners. Uh, he was also great in uh, in Southpaw. There was a movie he did a couple years ago called Demolition that I also really liked. I mean. Jake Gyllenhaal just, uh, and also, I mean, I didn't really like the overall movie, but he was good in Life last year, which, by the way, was a movie made by Sony. So <laughs> there, like, shows you <laughs> a little bit of the, a little bit of studio relationship there. But anyway, yeah, he does an incredible job. I know he also did uh, Nocturnal Animals a couple or like a little over a year ago, and and also Stronger. I haven't seen either of those yet. I definitely need to. I've actually heard really good stuff about Nocturnal Animals, so I want to check it out. But I've heard great things about that too. Yeah, but yeah, he is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah, I've, I, it's one of those things. I, you know, some people rate, uh, you know, were tweeting like, oh, I don't see how, I don't see the fit, and I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the fit. <laughs> like the guy can play anything. I think he would be fantastic. As or he will be fantastic as Mysterio. This is, this is what you want, and like it's just kind of the same thing though. Of like, when you hire an actor who's that good and can have that kind of presence, that kind of gravitas, like that's what happened with Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes. Is so that at some point 
you get to that scene in that car between Adrian Toomes and Peter Parker, and you're like, and you're just instantly thinking, "Holy shit, this is why Michael Keaton's in this movie because mm-hmm. nobody else could do this right now and make it work the way that <sighs> Michael Keaton is making it work." And Jake Gyllenhaal has all kinds of moments like that in his movies, and he will deliver, uh, he will most likely deliver one or two scenes like that in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. And so I can't wait to see what he does with this role. It's a character that I'm very excited about seeing in the MCU, finally. And it's also an actor who I'm always excited about uh, whenever he's in something. Obviously, we have already established it doesn't clearly mean I see everything he does right away, but I always end up catching up to it sooner or later uh, because he is so damn good. There are movies that I watch because... Jake Gyllenhaal is in them. Like, I probably would not have watched Southpaw without Jake Gyllenhaal. I probably wouldn't mm. watch Nightcrawler without Jake Gyllenhaal. But, like, I just knew. True. That, but he will make me watch movies because I know he's so damn good. And I know that even if the overall movie isn't great, his he is going to deliver with uh, with his performance. And so I think this is really exciting news. I don't even, frankly, care that much about what does this mean for Batman and and everything else? And that's with me being a huge Batman fan. Like, I love Batman, and I love that franchise, but it doesn't... Right now, Matt Reeves has to go and figure out what what those movies are going to be. And they also have to figure out, is Ben Affleck going to be part of it or not? And they have to go sort all of that stuff out. And so... I don't blame Jake Gyllenhaal or any actor for saying I can't wait around for that, especially when there is another offer on the table that looks really good. And as we've mentioned before, just because he does play Mysterio, even if he plays Mysterio in multiple films, that doesn't mean he can't play Batman if that Mm -hmm. offer comes up. But we don't know, and of course we can't weigh it against an offer that is, quite frankly, just a rumor. We We do not know that Jake Gyllenhaal was ever offered Batman. We don't know that. And he's only been asked about it once, and he just flat out, if he would play, if he would be the next Batman, and he just flat out said no. Which, of course, I know nobody believes, because he even if he was, he would have to deny it anyway. But still, he said no. We don't know that it ever actually happened. We don't know how close he ever did or didn't get to being the... You know, the next Batman, if Ben Affleck steps aside, as many uh, as many expect, we have no idea what any of that was going to be. So you can't blame Jake Gyllenhaal for wanting to take a real offer, especially when it's being part of a franchise that works and that just works again and again and again, that lines up Mm -hmm. amazing actors. And then they talk about how awesome their experience is and they come back and have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, really great, really talented people want to come uh, play in the MCU sandbox right now, and who can blame them? Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up a great point too, Sean, talking about, you know, life, but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um, uh, that Time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I've heard Source Code. Yeah, Yeah, Duncan Jones. Source Code was good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do, make, picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles. But he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler is, is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best. Just for me, I love superhero movies, and it's all I watch in Star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, 
like thriller. It's one of the best movies I've seen like that in oh, like 10 years it is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, and it's not just him, obviously, but he is the main it's it's him. Like he to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah. It and is. and so and he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character yeah. is a bad guy. So he's an awful person. And so he just he's incredible. And it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is he is an he's one of the best actors working today, bar none. Bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC's trying to get this guy to play Batman because there's no there's no he to me it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batman's or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great because he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the, the pressure and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what? I'll have a blast doing the MCU. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main you're not the person that every, everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I mean, think, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not, know the but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now. And also, uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because. Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at, at this point, the MCU, if you want to go in, if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in, and you actually looking good in it, you would go to the MCU. Like that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem. Well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem, and now there isn't one at all. And so I think if you obviously that's attractive to Jake Gyllenhaal, and of course I like you. I mean I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is a phenomenal actor. And no, he was robbed. He was not not even nominated for an Oscar for Nightcrawler, which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, his only Oscar nomination is uh, he was nominated for supporting actor for Brokeback Mountain. So he hasn't been nominated for an Oscar in a while. Uh, But yeah, he absolutely deserved it for Nightcrawler. But there's other stuff he's done. Source Code was great. He was fantastic in End of Watch and Prisoners. Uh, he was also great in uh, in Southpaw. There was a movie he did a couple years ago called Demolition that I also really liked. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal just... Uh, and also, I mean, I didn't really like the overall movie, but he was good in Life last year, which, by the way, was a movie made by Sony. So <laughs> there, like, shows you <laughs> a little bit of the little bit of studio relationship there. But anyway, yeah, he does an incredible job. I know he also did. 
Nocturnal Animals a couple or like a little over a year ago and, and also Stronger. I haven't seen either of those yet. I definitely need to. I've actually heard really good stuff about Nocturnal Animals, so I want to check it out. But I've heard great things about that too. Yeah. But yeah, he is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah, I, it's one of those things. I, you know, some people rate, uh, you know, we're tweeting like, oh, I don't see how, I don't see the fit. And I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the fit. <laughs> like, the guy can play anything. I think he would be fantastic as, or he will be fantastic as Mysterio. This is, this is what you want. And like, it's just kind of the same thing, though, of like, when you hire an actor who's that good and can have that kind of presence, that kind of gravitas, like, that's what happened with Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes. It's so that at some point, you get to that scene in that car between Adrian Toomes and Peter Parker, and you're like, and you're just instantly thinking, "Holy shit! This is why Michael Keaton's in this movie because mm-hmm. nobody else could do this right now and make it work the way that <sighs> Michael Keaton is making it work." And Jake Gyllenhaal has all kinds of moments like that in his movies, and he will deliver. Uh, he will most likely deliver one or two scenes like that in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, and so I can't wait to see what he does with this role. It's a character that I'm very excited about seeing in the MCU finally. And it's also an actor who I'm always excited about uh, whenever he's in something. Obviously we have already established. It doesn't clearly mean I see everything he does right away, but I always end up catching up to it sooner or later uh, because he is so damn good. There are movies that I watch because Jake Gyllenhaal is in them. Like I probably would not have watched Southpaw without (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal. I probably wouldn't mm. watch Nightcrawler without Jake Gyllenhaal, but like I just knew. True. That, but he will make me watch movies because yeah, I know he's so damn good, and I know that even if the overall movie isn't great, his he is going to deliver with uh, with his performance, and so I think this is really exciting news. I don't even frankly care that much about what does this mean for Batman and and everything else, and that's with me being a huge Batman fan. Like I love Batman and I love that franchise, but it doesn't right now. Matt Reeves has to go and figure out what that what those movies are going to be, and they also have to figure out is Ben Affleck going to be part of it or not, and they have to go sort all of that stuff out. And so, I don't blame Jake Gyllenhaal or any actor for saying I can't wait around for that, especially when there is another offer on the table that looks really good. And as we've mentioned before, just because he does play Mysterio, even if he plays Mysterio in multiple films. That doesn't mean he can't play Batman if that mm-hmm. offer comes up. But we don't know, and of course we can't weigh it against an offer that is, quite frankly, just a rumor. We know we do not know that Jake Gyllenhaal was ever offered Batman. We don't know that, and he's only been asked about it once, and he just flat out if he would play if he would be the next Batman, and he just flat out said no. Which, of course, I know nobody believes because he even if he was, he would have to deny it anyway. But still, he said no. We don't know that it ever actually happened. We don't know how close he ever did or didn't get to being the, you know, the next Batman if Ben Affleck steps aside as many uh, as many expect. We have no idea what any of that was going to be. So, you can't blame Jake Gyllenhaal for wanting to take a real offer, especially when it's being part of a franchise that works and that just works again and again and again that lines up mm-hmm. amazing actors and then they talk about how awesome their experience is and they come back and have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, really great, really talented people want to come uh, play in the MCU sandbox right now and who can blame them? Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up a great point too, Sean, talking about, you know, life, but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with... um uh, that time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. 
oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I've heard Source Duncan Code. Act- yeah, yes. Duncan Jones. Source Code was great. good. Yeah, I've heard it's great. I heard it, it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do- make, picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles, but he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best just for me. I love superhero movies and it's all I watch in star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in like 10 years is so good. Mm -hmm. So good. I mean, and it's not just him obviously, but he is the main, it's, it's him. Like he, to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah, and and so and he's he's essentially the bad guy like he plays the main character as a bad guy so he's an awful person and so he just he's incredible and it made me fall in love with him even more I was like man Jake is he is an he's one of the best actors working today bar none bar none and so there's no wonder that DC is trying to get this guy to play Batman because there's no, there's no, he, to me, it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or, uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batmans or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great because he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the the pressure, and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what, I'll have a blast doing the MCU, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main you're not the person everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now. And also, uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because. Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So, that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at, at this point, the MCU, if you want to go in, if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in, and you actually looking good in it, you would go to the MCU. Like that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem. Well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem, and now there isn't one at all. 
And so I think if you obviously that's attractive to Jake Gyllenhaal. And of course, I like you. I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is a phenomenal actor. And no, he was robbed. He was not not even nominated for an Oscar for Nightcrawler, which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. His only Oscar nomination is uh, he was nominated for supporting actor for Brokeback Mountain. So he hasn't been nominated for an Oscar in a while. Uh, But yeah, he absolutely deserved it for Nightcrawler. But there's other stuff he's done. Source Code was great. He was fantastic in End of Watch and Prisoners. Uh, he was also great in uh, in Southpaw. There was a movie he did a couple years ago called Demolition that I also really liked. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal just... Uh, and also, I mean, I didn't really like the overall movie, but he was good in Life last year, which, by the way, was a movie made by Sony. So <laughs> there like, shows you <laughs> a little bit, of the, little bit of the studio relationship there. But anyway... Yeah, he does an incredible job. I know he also did uh, Nocturnal Animals a couple or like a little over a year ago and and also Stronger. I haven't seen either of those yet. I definitely need to. I've actually heard really good stuff about Nocturnal Animals, so I want to check it out. But I've heard great things about that, too. But yeah, he is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah, it's one of those things I, you know, some people rate, you know, we're tweeting like, oh, I don't see how I don't see the fit. And I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's the fit. <laughs> like the guy can play anything. I think he would be fantastic as or he will be fantastic as Mysterio. This is this is what you want. And like it's just kind of the same thing though of like when you hire an actor who's that good and can have that kind of presence, that kind of gravitas, like that's what happened with Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes. It's so that at some point you get to that scene in that car between Adrian Toomes and Peter Parker and you're like and you're just instantly thinking holy shit, this is why Michael Keaton's in this movie because mm-hmm. nobody else could do this right now and make it work the way that <sighs> Michael Keaton is making it work. And Jake Gyllenhaal has all kinds of moments like that in his movies, and he will deliver, uh, he will most likely deliver one or two scenes like that in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. And so I can't wait to see what he does with this role. It's a character that I'm very excited about seeing in the MCU, finally, and it's also an actor who I'm always excited about uh, whenever he's in something. Obviously, we have already established it doesn't clearly mean I see everything he does right away, but I always end up catching up to it sooner or later uh, because he is so damn good. There are movies that I watch because Jake Gyllenhaal is in them. Like, I probably would not have watched Southpaw without Jake Gyllenhaal. I probably wouldn't mm. watch Nightcrawler without Jake Gyllenhaal. But, like, I just knew. True. That, but he will make me watch movies because I know he's so damn good. And I know that even if the overall movie isn't great, his he is going to deliver with uh, with his performance. And so I think this is really exciting news. I don't even, frankly, care that much about what does this mean for Batman and, and everything else. And that's with me being a huge Batman fan. Like, I love Batman and I love that franchise, but it doesn't. Right now, Matt Reeves has to go and figure out what that what those movies are going to be, and they also have to figure out is Ben Affleck going to be part of it or not, and they have to go sort all of that stuff out. And so, I don't blame Jake Gyllenhaal or any actor for saying I can't wait around for that, especially when there is another offer on the table that looks really good. And as we've mentioned before, just because he does play Mysterio, even if he plays Mysterio in multiple films. That doesn't mean he can't play Batman if that mm-hmm. offer comes up. But we don't know, and of course, we can't weigh it against an offer that is, quite frankly, just a rumor. We know we do not know that Jake Gyllenhaal was ever offered 
Batman. We don't know that. And he's only been asked about it once and he just flat out if he would play if he would be the next Batman and he just flat out said no, which of course I know nobody believes because he even if he was, he would have to deny it anyway, but still he said no. We don't know that it ever actually happened. We don't know how close he ever did or didn't get to being the you know, the next Batman, if Ben Affleck steps aside, as many uh, as many expect, we have no idea what any of that was going to be. So you can't blame Jake Gyllenhaal for wanting to take a real offer, especially when it's being part of a franchise that works and that just works again and again and again, that lines up mm-hmm. amazing actors. And then they talk about how awesome their experience is and they come back and have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, Really great, really talented people want to come uh, play in the MCU sandbox right now, and who can blame them? Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up a great point too, Sean, talking about, you know, life, but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um, uh, that Time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I heard Source Code. Yeah, Duncan Jones. Source Code was good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do, make, picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles. But he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler is, is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best. Just for me, I love superhero movies, and it's all I watch in Star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in oh, like ten years. It is so good, mm-hmm. so good. I mean, and it's not just him, obviously, but he is the main. It's it's him. Like he to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah, it is. and. And so, and he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character yeah. as a bad guy. So he's an awful person. And so he just he's incredible. And it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is he is an he's one of the best actors working today, bar none, bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC is trying to get this guy to play Batman because. There's no, there's no, he, to me, it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or, uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batmans or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great cause he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the the pressure, and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what, I'll have a blast doing the MCU, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main, you're not the person that every, everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, think, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the, but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now, and also. Uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because 
Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at, at this point, the MCU, if you want to go in, if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in, and you actually looking good in it, you would go to the MCU. Like that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem. Well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem. Life, but just for me, I just you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um, uh, that time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I heard Source Duncan Code. Act- yeah, yes. Duncan Jones. Source Code was great. good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it, it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do, make, picking in roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles. But he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler is, is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best. Just for me, I love superhero movies, and it's all I watch in Star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in oh, like ten years. It is so good, mm-hmm. so good. I mean, and it's not just him, obviously, but he is the main. It's it's him. Like he to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah, it and is. and so. And he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character yeah. as a bad guy, so he's an awful person. And so he just he's incredible, and it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is he is an, he's one of the best actors working today, bar none, bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC is trying to get this guy to play Batman because. There's no, there's no, he, to me, it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or, uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batmans or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great, he was great cause he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the the pressure, and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what, I'll have a blast doing the MCU, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main, you're not the person everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the, but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now, and also. Uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because 
Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts you know they have mm-hmm. a, you know if they're not if they don't have a full-on shooting script for the spider-man homecoming sequel yet they've got something that's obviously damn close so that's already been through multiple drafts so there's no question that this is further along and we know that the mcu and look at at this point the mcu if you want to go in if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in and you actually looking good in it you would go to the MCU. Like, that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem, well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like, there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem, and now there isn't one at all. And so I think if you obviously that's attractive to Jake Gyllenhaal. And of course, I like you. I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is a phenomenal actor. And no, he was robbed. He was not not even nominated for an Oscar for Nightcrawler, which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. His only Oscar nomination is uh, he was nominated for supporting actor for Brokeback Mountain. So he hasn't been nominated for an Oscar in a while. Uh, But yeah, he absolutely deserved it for Nightcrawler. But there's other stuff he's done. Source Code was great. He's fantastic in End of Watch and Prisoners. Uh, he was also great in uh, in Southpaw. There was a movie he did a couple years ago called Demolition that I also really liked. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal just... Uh, and also, I mean, I didn't really like the overall movie, but he was good in Life last year, which, by the way, was a movie made by Sony. So <laughs> there's like shows you <laughs> a little bit of the little bit of studio relationship there. But anyway... Yeah, he does an incredible job. I know he also did uh, Nocturnal Animals a couple or like a little over a year ago, and and also Stronger. I haven't seen either of those yet. I definitely need to. I've actually heard really good stuff about Nocturnal Animals, so I want to check it out. But I've heard great things about that too. Yeah, but yeah, he is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah, it's one of those things. I you know, some people rate. you know, we're tweeting like, oh, I don't see how, I don't see the fit. And I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the fit. <laughs> like, the guy can play anything. I think he would be fantastic as, or he will be fantastic as Mysterio. This is, this is what you want. And like, it's just kind of the same thing, though, of like, when you hire an actor who's that good and can have that kind of presence, that kind of gravitas, like, that's what happened with Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes. It's so that at some point, you get to that scene in that car between Adrian Toomes and Peter Parker, and you're like, and you're just instantly thinking, "Holy shit, this is why Michael Keaton's in this movie because mm-hmm. nobody else could do this right now and make it work the way that <sighs> Michael Keaton is making it work." And Jake Gyllenhaal has all kinds of moments like that in his movies, and he will deliver, uh, he will most likely deliver one or two scenes like that in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, and so I can't wait to see what he does with this role. It's a character that I'm very excited about seeing in the MCU finally. And it's also an actor who I'm always excited about uh, whenever he's in something, obviously we have already established. It doesn't clearly mean I see everything he does right away, but I always end up catching up to it sooner or later uh, because he is so damn good. There are movies that I watch because Jake Gyllenhaal is in them. Like I probably would not have watched Southpaw without Jake Gyllenhaal. I probably wouldn't mm. watch Nightcrawler without Jake Gyllenhaal, but like I just knew. True. That, but he will make me watch movies because I know he's so damn good, and I know that even if the overall movie isn't great, 
his he is going to deliver with uh, with his performance. And so I think this is really exciting news. I don't even frankly care that much about what does this mean for Batman and, and everything else. And that's with me being a huge Batman fan. Like, I love Batman, and I love that franchise, but it doesn't... Right now, Matt Reeves has to go and figure out what that what those movies are going to be. And they also have to figure out, is Ben Affleck going to be part of it or not? And they have to go sort all of that stuff out. And so... I don't blame Jake Gyllenhaal or any actor for saying I can't wait around for that, especially when there is another offer on the table that looks really good. And as we've mentioned before, just because he does play Mysterio, even if he plays Mysterio in multiple films, that doesn't mean he can't play Batman if that Mm -hmm. offer comes up. But we don't know, and of course we can't weigh it against an offer that is, quite frankly, just a rumor. We We do not know that Jake Gyllenhaal was ever offered Batman. We don't know that. And he's only been asked about it once and he just flat out if he would play if he would be the next Batman and he just flat out said no, which of course I know nobody believes because he even if he was, he would have to deny it anyway, but still he said no. We don't know that it ever actually happened. We don't know how close he ever did or didn't get to being the you know, the next Batman, if Ben Affleck steps aside, as many uh, as many expect. We have no idea what any of that was going to be. So you can't blame Jake Gyllenhaal for wanting to take a real offer, especially when it's being part of a franchise that works and that just works again and again and again, that lines up mm-hmm. amazing actors. And then they talk about how awesome their experience is and they come back and have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, Really great, really talented people want to come uh, play in the MCU sandbox right now, and who can blame them? Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up a great point too, Sean, talking about, you know, life, but just for me. I just, you know, oh yeah, there was that movie he did with um, uh, that Time movie uh, with uh, the guy who did Warcraft, David Bowie's kid. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, Source Code. Yeah, Source Code. I heard Source Code. Yeah, Source Code was good. Yeah, I heard it's great. I heard it, it was very uh, just underrated. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for, you know, whatever. And, and Jake kept doing his things, you know, kept do, make, picking roles that necessarily weren't like high profile roles. But he was picking movies that he wanted to do. But he never was making it over to, to the elite of elite. Now, that being said, and then I don't know if he got nominated for this, but I saw Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler is, is amazing. Nightcrawler is one of the best movies I had seen. That's not a super like, and again, not because I think superhero movies are the best. Just for me, I love superhero movies, and it's all I watch in Star Wars and all that stuff. But as far as drama, like thriller, it's one of the best movies I've seen like that in oh, like ten years. It is so good, mm-hmm. so good. I mean, and it's not just him, obviously, but he is the main. It's it's him. Like he to me, like his performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah, it is. and. And so, and he's the, he's essentially the bad guy. Like he plays the main oh, character yeah. as a bad guy. So he's an awful person. And so he just he's incredible. And it made me fall in love with him even more. I was like, man, Jake is he is an he's one of the best actors working today, bar none, bar none. And so there's no wonder that DC is trying to get this guy to play Batman because. There's no, there's no, he, to me, it reminds me of Bale that can probably play Bruce Wayne and Batman effortlessly, you know, or, uh, interchangeably, meaning he can switch them all. He can go back and forth and play both of them really well. Whereas some people are better Batmans or Bruce Wayne's or, or whatever. Like to me, Bale was a great 
he was great because he could do both. Jake can do both. And I think what's interesting is that if he did, in fact, let's say, assuming chose Mysterio over Batman, and maybe he maybe he doesn't want the, the pressure and, and maybe he just didn't really care for what they wanted him to do as Batman. And he said, you know what? I'll have a blast doing the MCU. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, you probably make great money. It's not you're not the main you're not the person everyone's gonna blame that you ruined a movie. <laughs> right. I, I mean, think, I mean, think about it. But like, you also not... know the but you also know the MCU works compared to exactly. You can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, and I actually do, by the way. But you can have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves, but you just know that that brand is not in the hottest spot right now. And also, uh, it's and again we we talk about this. It's all in hypotheticals because. Ben Affleck, as far as we know, is not officially done playing Batman. And so it's this thing where being Batman doesn't even exist yet. There's not even a completed script for the Batman yet. So there's not even really anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to kind of weigh against what obviously like they're two months out from shooting. So they have multiple drafts. You know, they have, mm-hmm. a, you know, if they're not, if they don't have a full on shooting script for the Spider-Man homecoming sequel yet, they've got something that's obviously damn close. So, that's already been through multiple drafts. So there's no question that this is further along and we know that the MCU and look at, at this point, the MCU, if you want to go in, if you want to show up in a comic book movie and have a really good chance of that movie being so damn good that in, and you actually looking good in it, you would go to the MCU. Like that's the brand right now. That's the one that's going. I mean, especially for all the talk of a Marvel villain problem. Well, now the villains are on a roll. Michael Keaton as Vulture, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and then Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like there, there never really was much of a Marvel villain problem, and now there isn't one at all. And so I think if you obviously that's attractive to Jake Gyllenhaal, and of course I like you. I mean I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is a phenomenal actor. And no, he was robbed. He was not not even nominated for an Oscar for Nightcrawler, which is wow. ridiculous. That's his, ridiculous. Yeah, his only Oscar nomination is uh, he was nominated for supporting actor for Brokeback Mountain. So he hasn't been nominated for an Oscar in a while. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely deserved it for Nightcrawler. But there's other stuff he's done. Source Code was great. He was fantastic in End of Watch and Prisoners. Uh, he was also great in uh, in Southpaw. There was a movie he did a couple years ago called Demolition that I also really liked. I mean. Jake Gyllenhaal just, uh, and also, I mean, I didn't really like the overall movie, but he was good in Life last year, which, by the way, was a movie made by Sony. So <laughs> there, like, shows you <laughs> a little bit of the, a little bit of studio relationship there. But anyway, yeah, he does an incredible job. I know he also did uh, Nocturnal Animals a couple or like a little over a year ago, and and also Stronger. I haven't seen either of those yet. I definitely need to. I've actually heard really good stuff about Nocturnal Animals, so I want to check it out. But I've heard great things about that too. Yeah, but yeah, he is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah, I've, I, it's one of those things. I, you know, some people rate, uh, you know, were tweeting like, oh, I don't see how, I don't see the fit, and I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the fit. <laughs> like the guy can play anything. I think he would be fantastic. As or he will be fantastic as Mysterio. This is this is what you want, and like it's just kind of the same thing though. Of like when you hire an actor who's that good and can have that kind of presence, that kind of gravitas. Like that's what happened with Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes. Is so that at some point you get to that scene in that car between Adrian Toomes and Peter Parker, and you're like, and you're just instantly thinking, "Holy shit! This is why Michael Keaton's in this movie because mm-hmm. nobody else could do this right now." and make it work the way that Michael Keaton is making it work. And Jake 